in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. And welcome to the CEO Raider podcast. It's your host, John Mayetta. Hope everybody's doing well. If you like the podcast, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and please subscribe while you're there. Um, where are we? We're now in sort of mid-December already. 2017 was a blur. Every year goes by faster and faster, it seems. And I can see that things are sort of slowing down out there. I'm sure you know, some people are racing fast, have a strong finish to the year. Other people are sort of in, in vacation mode or and or planning for Christmas and New Year's and this type of thing and trying to do a million things during the holidays. And I could sort of see that in, in online activity, less activity on Facebook, LinkedIn, our podcast platforms. I could see there's less download activity and such. And you could sort of just feel that people are frazzled. That that sense comes comes right through my laptop. And you could see it, you know, in the world day to day, but you can feel it online as well. It's reflected in all the all the numbers. So the subject matter today is a little bit lighter than the um, the healthcare podcast episode ninety. Today. A lot lighter. I don't know how many of you are, are, are movie fans. Um, I'm a big movie fan, although I haven't been in ages. I think the last time I went to the theater, I think, was December of 15. I saw the movie Sicario, which was an excellent movie. But I think that's li- literally the last time I've set foot in, in a theater. I prefer to watch them at home, and frankly, I, I haven't even done that in a long time. I, I subscribe to Netflix. I really use it. My wife uses it frequently. We have Amazon Prime. I use that on rare occasion. I mean, it's probably been a year since I've used either of those services. But um, what I thought we'd talk about today is I, I, I find it interesting. Um, Cinemark. So they're a theater chain across the Americas. And earlier in the week, they released a, a subscription service, which is Sort of an easy win, and it's amazing it's taken this long for the, the theater chains to offer this type of service. You know, you've made the investment in the in the physical asset as a as a theater operator. So then it's a question of utilization, right? How do, how do we drive revenue on this fixed cost? So a subscription is sort of an obvious one, and so Cinemark rolled out what they call uh, Movie Club is the name of the, of the subscription service. So it's $8.99 a month. And for $8.99, you get one 2D movie ticket per subscriber. And so if in a particular month you don't use that ticket, it rolls over to the next month. So it's not like the benefits expire. They just sort of roll over in perpetuity. They never expire. No online fees with, with this service, and that's, if you've purchased tickets online before, you, you know you typically charge you know dollar two dollars for the transaction fee, which is which is a an outrageous amount, frankly, because the 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 interchange fees, the credit card fees associated with online transactions are negligible, and so they eliminated the online transaction fee, and then if if you go with um, if you want to purchase additional tickets for you know people that may be in your party, that you get to purchase them at at the eight ninety nine price. So nine bucks versus sort of an average ticket price on a, on a weekend for an adult, 
of about $11, so an 18% discount rounded up, call a 20% discount. And then you also get a 20% discount on concessions. So I think it's a it, it, it's a good deal, a uh, good deal for consumers who typically go to the movies. And if you're somebody that goes intermittently, um, but you have family members who may go more frequently, you, you can share the benefits. So if you, if you don't use your allocation in a given month, you can share that benefit with other members or non-members, and they don't have to be family members. Right, so they could be members of the service or of the subscription service or not. You know, it could be a stranger off the street, and you could share the benefit. So the the membership has portability. So I think a, a, a pretty good a, a good deal for subscribers. I think sort of it's just a, an okay deal for for Cinemark. I think every theater operator should have some sort of a subscription service and it can get creative right i mean in this case 20 percent discount on concessions maybe you you roll out uh higher end food items food and wine for evening showings many theaters do operate food uh do offer food wine beer this type of thing uh and maybe offer a discount on you know those higher ticket ticket priced items food and wine because you have you know fantastic margin on those items so i think it's sort of a win-win but at the end of the day it feels like a, a a nice to have for the theater operators you know it's a it's a modest win i think it's something they they needed to do they needed to increase revenue visibility eliminate volatility on the revenue line um, so you, you have more predictability in the model, which ought to help their, their valuation as a group. Any theater operator who rolls out a subscription service, this ought to sort of bolster revenue or at least maintain a floor or bolster valuation, but at a minimum maintain a floor on valuation as the industry continues to feel pressure, this sort of offsets pressure. But I feel like, you know, given the size of the investment, the 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 capital investment owning the the asset the four walls of the you know the theater itself for somebody to win in this space i think somebody's going to take the risk and it'll be one of the, the larger operators as my guess somebody that has the balance sheet strength to make an investment in augmented reality and virtual reality i think that's what has to happen if you really want to win in the space, and if you really want to buck the trend, which is obviously in-home viewing, which is a big reason why, why I don't go. Uh, if you want to push back against that mega trend as a theater owner-operator, you, you've got to do something that can't be replicated in the home. And that would be augmented reality, virtual reality. And if you're a theater operator, I'd be thinking about how do we how do we share that cost with the the studios, right? So we'll go back to the Star Wars example. I, I saw uh, Disney's rolling out a, a Star Wars theme park, which is going to incorporate augmented reality and virtual reality. So maybe you know there's an opportunity to rotate one of those VR experiences through the theater. 
sort of like in, a, in an art museum. You're sort of rotating exhibits constantly throughout the calendar year. You do something like that where, in the case of Disney, let's say in the, in the Star Wars park, perhaps they'll have half a dozen, eight, ten virtual reality sort of micro experiences across the park. Maybe you rotate those, those various VR experiences uh, through the theater over the course of the year or 24 months, whatever the case may be, and, and do something similar with, with other, other studios. So a shared cost. And the benefit to the studio would be, uh, you know, perhaps if we get this right, we could charge more for a ticket and or uh, charge more for a subscription service such as this movie club experience I'm talking about with Cinemark. Or it's offered entirely as an a la carte experience where, you know, for an additional five bucks per head or whatever the number may be, uh, you can enjoy this virtual reality experience in the theater. In which case you may just have people come to it, you know, participate in the virtual reality experience and not even buy a ticket. And maybe you offer a bundle where you get a discount on everything if you participate in the VR experience, watch a movie, um, buy a concession from the concession desk, so on and so forth. So it just feels like the subscription service is a step in the right direction, but it's just not enough to completely buck the mega trend of, of in-home viewing. So it'd be really neat to see some of these theater operators take a bold step in partnership with some of the studio content providers and really push the medium and create, you know, in theater VR, AR experiences for, for consumers. See you all next week. Enjoy the weekend.